you kind of have a Triple H vibe right now. Really? Yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, I, I obviously. I feel like if you just drank water and just like spit it up into the air. Should I do it? Yeah, that would be fucking sick. I, I think it's a good thing. I said Noah Syndergaard, Triple H. Yeah, yeah no, all my heroes. A similar, you know, aesthetic. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I can Triple H some water at some point. Definitely not here, right here, right now. No, not with all the equipment here. Please not. Uh, three, two, one. Kevin. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. I've been thinking about maybe getting rid of the Kevin. <laughs> what does that mean? You can't make that executive decision. You do not have the power. <laughs> I was thinking about bringing it up in a discussion. Oh, a uh, sidebar? Yeah, yeah. Just a off mic sidebar. What do we start with? We need another organic bit. I don't know. We could we could figure it out. All right. Uh, put it on the TBD uh, to discuss I guess, list. I guess we can keep doing it for now. but Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want. You, we need a new opener. Oh, not now. Okay. Well, today's episode is brought to you by The Die Line. The good people over at The Die Line have sponsored this show and literally have provided us literally every article that we have to talk about today. So shout out to them for not only supporting us and being fans of the show and, uh, and, 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 and telling people about our show, but also uh, for providing the content for the show. Quite literally, we cannot do the show without them. I think I've said literally yeah, four or five times. Them. So shout out to Die Line. Number one news for packaging, sustainability, and all the crazy shit that's going on in branding and design, which is what the show is about about if you're a new listener the show is about the week and branding and design and what is going on in the world and to be honest there's always a lot of crazy shit going on yeah always they're always covering it too and i will say we've gotten to the point now kevin where my friends and people that uh that know me uh send me articles they'll be like yo did you see this like and and we now it's 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 it's, the, the machine feeds itself that's true I will say that uh, one of my goals going forward is to maybe get a little deeper, a little bit more niche, a little bit mm, more. Um, yeah, uh, scratch a little bit below the surface. And yeah, at least some... at least you know a couple, <laughs> one maybe one a week. We'll yeah, see. yeah. Good luck trying to outdo Rudy on. The, no, I know on, he's on beat, he's tapped know? in. I can't I can't really outmatch him there. But yeah, you know I can I can try. You give it a shot. I mean, yeah. honestly, I hear you. I think we should probably get a little weirder. Maybe I think I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I want like to. I want to maybe cover some things that yes. off the beaten trail. Yeah, for sure. And I have a list of guests that like are are lined up right, to no, do the show. Pile, they're really piling up. They're yeah. piling up, and we just continue to do the show without them. Yeah, but I think guests are good. Guests are good. We like guests. Um, but you get Kevin and I today because uh, yeah, this is uh, all, this, this is the, the best, best we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, we're also going away. The studio is doing a little offsite retreat, so. We have uh, hundreds of people in the studio. Millions of things to do. Millions of things to do and planning and sort of uh, we got to get some s'mores. You know, we got to get friendship bracelets. What else? uh, You know. Yeah, uh, we got to finish all the work. We got to do all the work. We're not going to be around for three days. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't stop. It just shifts. It just, you know, they just kind of hide and run away from it. And unfortunately... Uh, it doesn't make it go away, um, but we're 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 delivering the podcast because we are uh, men of honor. Uh, yeah, it's on my list of things to do every week, so I got to do it. Yeah, that's true. Exactly, that's part of our job. I wouldn't be to, doing my job if I that's didn't. That's right. And so we're here to talk about the week in design and branding and packaging and things that are going on. Uh, Ken, we'll start with the uh, the NBA playoffs tonight. Is game five? Is that five? Game five. Yeah. 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 Uh, series tied two two. Very exciting. I watched the Adam Sandler. Is it a movie called Hustle? Yeah, it's Hustle. Uh, have you seen it or no? No, not yet. I, I do want to watch it. Yeah, you'll like it. And I think it's just a feel-good sports comedy slash, I don't know, it's a bit old school, but also got a new school flavor. And I think one of the things I really liked about it afterwards, I was thinking about it, like they got so many real players and so many real NBA stars in it. They got everybody. They got Anthony Edwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, there's like 
real NBA players. They got the real jerseys. Yeah. They're in the real stadiums. They got Doc Rivers. They got like Damn. they they got Chuck. They got they got the real. It feels very real. And so uh, for all those reasons, go see it. Adam Sandler, Netflix, Hustle. That's sick. I love Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be a Shaq like figure. Mm. His personality is through mm. the roof. That is a that's a bold claim. But uh, uh, and he he balls out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That dude he, rules. He is Adam uh, Sandler rules. I was a little. I asked Alex if Adam Sandler did the gibberish voice. Oh uh, no, no, he no, said no. no. So I was a little disappointed in that. But yeah, no. I no. guess there's really no place. Yeah. I guess there's really no place. What was that? Yeah, I'm trying to. That was my Adam Sandler impersonation. Uh, Anthony Edwards plays like a main character in this, yeah, yeah. In this movie, and he's great. He's awesome in it. And uh, yeah, no, go see it, watch it. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is because our first story is about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is uh, unveils a better for you small wins gummy brand. Uh, so Jason Tatum is the NBA uh, basketball superstar. Plays for the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. And um, he's launching his own brand. So uh, they got their gummies. They're vegan. They're gluten free. They're low sugar, and they use natural colors and our ingredients. Yeah, I'm actually super here for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the biggest Boston Celtics fan. No. Um, you know, in, in general, I believe that the uh, Boston franchises have won a little bit too much for me to root for them. Way too much. Outwardly, yes. um, I respect them and I respect their franchise. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And I like I like pretty much every player they got too. Yeah. Um, but this. Is one of the celebrity brands that yeah. I actually really you think dig. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And like the packaging rules, the yeah. illustrations on the front are really fun. Like I'm definitely probably going to try this. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun fact about me: I'm rooting for the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Wow. Yeah. I I, I don't really have a good reason for it. I'm just kind of sick of seeing Steph Curry win. And like as my, as as likable as he is, uh, I find him to be a bit obnoxious i just find his like swagger to be kind of uh i just i i I want him to lose and i'm kind of rooting for the underdog here and i don't really have a dog in the fight so i don't really care and so seeing the golden state warriors win again doesn't really do anything for me i I will say yeah um i don't know if i ever remember finals where i was like you know who do i root for like could you think of like two more polarizing franchises totally um i'm kind of just rooting for a good series Um, same but i do like steph curry um i think he's a baller uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him get another one, but also I wouldn't mind seeing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get one. And that's, that's kind of why I'm rooting for them. I just kind of yeah. feel like I'm I'm into the underdog. I kind of want to see them win. And and to you to your point, I just want to see a good series. And I feel like it's very possible that the Warriors just blow them out in in, in, in or, or five games, and they haven't done that. And so I've been kind of rooting for the Celtics. And it, I just want, if it goes seven, you know, yeah, I'll be seven's happy great. And seven's it'd be great. great. So just really quickly on the the better for you gummies, small wins is a, is a great name. I yeah, really enjoy absolutely. It. I think the packaging is nice and fun and playful. Um, I have one beef with the fact that the word gummies feels like it's kind of the main priority on the packaging, or it feels like it's the headline, and then small wins is sort of the secondary line, which the brand feels like it, it just feels a little backwards. Like I feel like small hate- wins should be the brand and then gummy should be smaller. It just feels like it kind of looks like it reads for, for, for me, if I saw it in the store, uh, I might read as a brand called gummies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I you mean, pr- you probably wouldn't. You'd probably think like, Oh, these are gummies. And you'd probably just do like you'd, your eye would go one next level and be like, Oh, small wins. That's the product name. Mm, I don't know. I think if you look at the packaging, you might think this is a bit confusing. And I think that's why, I, confusing. How is it confusing? The word gummies is at the top of big, and then small wins is sort it's, of down. It the is bottom. what it is. It's gummies. I get that, but I just think the brand sort of it reads like a logo for a brand. It reads like gummies. Also, the parent brand is called uh, sort of um, side sweets, side steps, side step sweets. 
which, sidestep sweets, which is I guess that's like the parent company, Drop Sugar, not sweets. And good so tagline. that's that's good. I'm just a little confused by the 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 branding architecture. Call me an old fashioned packaging design guy, but I think you know maybe I would I would maybe potentially clean that up a little bit. But all in all, I think it's fun. I think it's good. It has no mention of Jason Tatum really that's great, yeah. or any like reference to basketball, which I think is nice. Like I don't think it should be that. And he has a kid apparently, and so that's where. Oh, you know, apparently you don't have Deuce. I don't know Deuce. Who's Deuce? Is that Deuce, that's his kid? He's okay. like uh, he, he's. He's out there swatting at Marcus Smart, and okay. he's a he's a menace, but you know he's awesome. Cool. Uh, quote: As a dad, I want to give my four year old son the world, but I also want to be mindful of the potentially harmful options out there. Said Jason Tatum in a press release. Quote: I helped develop small wins because I wanted parents, such as myself, to feel good about satisfying their child's sweet tooth. Small wins is the first step in our goal of bringing better for you products to the market. Good for him. Yeah, this is sick. Yeah, um, good for him. I actually am on the opposite side of Alex. Uh, shocker, but I th- I like kind of how. Uh, the hierarchy lays and I like how they weren't obsessing and, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. fine tuning Mm -hmm. and, you know, tweaking. They just like, let it rip. Yeah. Let it rip. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's good. I think there's, um, there's quite a number of like better for you, sweet brands in the world. And, uh, Good good luck with, to Jason Tatum and those his, illustrations uh, though they they really slap. Yeah, that's fun. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a there's a brand I'm trying to think of the name out there. It's called Smart Sweets, and it reminds me of that a little bit, which is I think doing really really well and uh, uh, has a wonderful story. And so, uh, good for Jason Tatum. Yeah, you know good what? for him. Um, great basketball player, and I hope he can pull it out uh, tonight. Game five. I'd like to see. I just want to see a, a competitive series. Um, moving on to the next story, uh, <laughs> Minion Soda. So this story also comes to the dial line. All four stories come today from the dial line, maybe five stories, who knows. Um, and uh, this one is uh, a collaboration between functional soda brand Olipop. They partner with Illumination and Universal Pictures for a limited edition soda inspired by Minions. In time for the release of the latest film in the franchise, Minions, The Rise of Gru, coming July 1st. That is not an ad, but it feels like one. Kevin, what do you got? This is baby shit. Baby shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Minions are such a meme where it's like yeah. kind of coming around to be ironically funny. And like I kind of really enjoy yeah. like uh you know any minions content I see. It's just so yeah. stupid. Kevin is a stolen stolen my bit. Um uh, I agree. I've never seen a minions, minions movie because I'm not a baby. Uh minions generally are for babies. And uh I uh contractually and emotionally can never get behind anything that Olipop does. United Sodas of America to the day I die. That's facts. And uh, banana cream. <laughs> I will say I am a banana cream fan. Oh, you're a banana cream boy? <laughs> <laughs> Small <laughs> twist over there. Huh. I enjoy hmm. a banana cream sort of pudding or a banana cream uh, sundae. It is an interesting flavor for I, a soda. I am, I am intrigued by the flavor. I've never had an Olipop. I wouldn't dare put that into my, into my system. Uh, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not mad at the flavor, uh, banana cream soda sounds interesting and delicious and something I'd be interested in trying if made by another company, not made by Olipop, <laughs> I would never support them. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes. it's a little harsh. I don't. I don't know. But listen, uh, I have to. I have to be strong with my allegiances. Uh, if a man's got to have a code, and my code is uh, never to to fuck with Olipop. Uh, brand partnerships in soda is interesting, and so that's uh, it's kind of kudos to them, I guess, for getting the. Uh, that's a pretty big collab. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. not they're, a small budget movie. That's a large, large budget that yeah. they got there. And their and and their brand is uh, is pretty big. Um, Do you think it cheapens the brand a little bit to be associated with a baby movie? Tough because it's it it is a baby movie, but it is to your point like a blockbuster baby movie. So it's like in some ways it elevates the brand to yeah. be associated with a movie that's like a big blockbuster movie, summer movie. And I I I I think it maybe. It just feels like a big mass move. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, there's nothing cool about it. It's just like mainstream mass America baby stuff. And to be honest, I, 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 I can't support it. Kevin, you ready? News story. Moving on. No transition. Miller Lite. Beer coal. Beer coal? Beer coal. Beer coal? Beer coal. Miller Lite, the original light beer, is tapping into its archetypal truth by supplying, quote, the first ever Miller Lite infused charcoal that is said to turn Miller time into griller time that's an excellent fucking line <laughs> i love it and i'm so here for this uh, uh if you know uh, me i throw it down on the grill um, i got a charcoal grill in my storage unit yeah it's a shark week themed weber Ooh. um and i would brock the fuck out of this charcoal um wow. i don't really understand how it's going to be like beer infused um yep. and i don't really think it's going to matter yep. but yep. Yeah, I think it's gonna be sick. I don't. I don't give it. I don't give a shit. Like this is Father's Day season. They're trying to roll out like the summer promotions. You know, appeal to the men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, with the grill shit. But yeah, you know, we some, love this. Some real dad stuff. I will say, as someone who has been grilling, you know, considerably more now that I have barbecues in my uh, in my apartment, you gotta have a beer while you're grilling. Like that's Absolutely. like kind of the key to grilling success. It's like if yeah. you're grilling, then you're just working, and if you're grilling and having a beer, you have, that's just then, then it's, everything changes. You're that's facts. So basically, the beer coal gets made of charcoal infused with Miller Lite beer. Wait, sorry, I'll do it again. Miller Lite's beer coal gets made of charcoal infused with Miller Lite beer. That's a weird sentence. When roasted, the unique. So just remove that whole thing. <laughs> when roasted, the unique charcoal emits the taste of Miller Lite and whatever you're grilling through a delicious, smoky layer of beer. Kind of sick. Kind of sick. We'll see if that even plays out or if it's real. But like, you know what? We should get this. We I should test this out. Give it a roll. Um, Let's to, order this. And to be honest, I think it's a good idea. I think, you know, again, to your point, it's Father's Day. It's summertime. Grills are out. It's barbecue season. Beer. You know, why not align yourself clearly with this? Consumer touch point. Yeah. Grilling. Grill it, um, grilling time to milling time. Is that what, what was the It one? went from Miller time to griller time. Oh, fuck yeah. Kevin. <laughs> I have a quote from a director of marketing, Kevin, as, as you know, I, I need, I need to God. say that out loud. Uh, summer is all about outdoor cookouts and get-togethers, which means plenty of Miller time, said Ann Pando, Miller's director of marketing. Quote, summer is also beer season, and as a light beer known for great taste, it's only made sense to pair Miller Lite with a distinct and beloved flavor. Grilling offers, we see Miller Lite beer coal is the perfect way to kick off a season-long celebration of beer, grilling, and hanging out with friends and family. That's great. That is how you do it, people. <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, you, you, no, no notes. No, no notes. notes. No Thank notes. you. Um, I totally nailed that. Yeah. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Miller Lite, the perfect accompaniment. We should be getting Miller Lite money. I mean, we're giving out so many fucking free ads here. Uh, four pound packs of Miller Lite beer coal went on sale last month, Kevin, oh, and have unfortunately already sold out, which means they probably made ten packs. And hopefully, the brand recognizes demand will be uh, will return. Um, the one thing that I do want to say. 
the uh, package is really strong. It has mm-hmm. a, it's all white, has the exact same uh, design as a can, which I love when things take the iconic uh, design from a can and then put it on something else. Remember oh, yeah. like um, Taco Bell did this really genius thing where they had like the uh, hot sauce packet and mm-hmm. then they use that for the chips packaging. It's because it's like the exact same size and ratio yeah, yeah. and shape. So that like was a home run for me. Miller Lite doing a similar thing with a can and the sort of tall bag look exactly the same from a like a, a layout perspective, mm-hmm. but they just replace the inner sort of thing with a coal and then it's got fire. It's really good, solid A plus packaging. Yeah, they did a great job here. Yep. Um I wish I could get this. I, I'm kind of sick of these like limited releases. I mean we talk about this every week is like yeah. people are making sort of su- such low quantities that uh, we're not going to get our hands on this stuff, but we're going to talk about it. I, think I know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. I think it's cool. I mean, I wonder, again, it feels, here's what I will say one thing. It feels a little gimmicky. Like, is this really going to taste like beer? But I mean, the fact that like every single brand. There's no way. There's, you don't think it's going to? No, absolutely no. not. No, I kind of agree. Maybe it's going to smell like beer. Maybe that's something. And I'm curious about like. Fire and beer. And I, I would like to read a little bit more mm. um, about the process and how yep. they were able to do it and how they did it. Because. You know, if they maybe infused like some some of the hops and whatever, maybe. But I I don't think they did that. And um, yeah, but I'm, I guess who am I to say? Because I didn't do research. So listen, sure. I think this is a good idea. And I think again, we talk about this all the time. Brands having to like totally step outside of their comfort zone in terms of industry and category and what they make and like create adjacent ancillary products. Like this is a good one. No, for sure. It's it's like uh, it's fastball right down the middle. Yeah, Miller time. It's a griller time. What more do you need to say? Yeah, it writes itself. It writes itself. Kevin, the next story is the story that I got text this week because a lot of people saw it and they're like, this is, feels like podcast news. And they're right. And that's because <laughs> last month, the international fast food chain and global behemoth McDonald's announced that it'd be exiting the Russian market in response to the humanitarian crisis caused by the war in Ukraine. Yeah. So a lot of brands had been doing this, right? They've been just sort of removing themselves from Russia in a sign of sort of uh, allegiance to uh, sort of Ukraine. Yeah, solidarity. And solidarity. And so what's happened is actually really quite interesting. So because the brand was exiting, there were people there that had previous McDonald's in Russia. And so instead of kind of just shutting down the business, Mm -hmm. they are rebranding the business. And so now they've basically rebranded McDonald's Mm -hmm. and they've kind of given it a modern update. Yeah. I think it looks pretty sick. And (laughs) also, you know, solid move by McDonald's to, you know, they've, they said they were going to ensure employment, uh, you know, during the transition of ownership, and into the post transition of ownership, you know, when they get it mm. and they've done that and what they've created, is just like a, uh, you know, I don't think they don't have a name per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're still coming up with it, but, uh, they've created this like pretty minimal strip back McDonald's brand. It's like arguably better than what McDonald's is right now. Yeah. I like that. They didn't just kind of like do like a McDowell's or do something that felt like exactly kind of like the same. They kind of, they, they took a creative approach, which was like, let's rebrand McDonald's and sort of create a newer version of it and like create something that is going to get some buzz and some play and it, it's working. Well, so I don't know if they were doing it for buzz. I think it, this seems like kind of a... They needed this, to figure... This yeah. seems like more of like a u- utility rebrand where they just needed to figure something out. Yeah. 
but I guess they hired someone to do a rebrand and create a new design. And so uh, the the logo, uh, you guys can look it up, but like I'll just quickly describe it. It'll it has, be in the show notes. It has two sticks of yellow fried potatoes and a yellow orange burger. So if you can picture like an M, but the uh, sort of the left side is just a circle and then the right side sort of has two bigger French fries in sort of yellow and orange and it appears on a green background. So it's quite different than sort of McDonald's. And um, I have a quote for it. The green background of the logo symbolizes the quality of products and service that our guests are accustomed to. The logo will be used in the advertising campaign that we are launching today, the spokesperson said, and the name in the new chain has not been approved yet. So it is an M and it is inspired by McDonald's food, but it is not going to be called McDonald's and it is still TBD work in progress. Yeah, to be honest, uh, green signifying quality. I'm not really sure that's the first word that comes into my mind when I'm mm, thinking about McDonald's. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do in branding. You got to you gotta spin up a nice story. So, yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, I guess politics aside from the Russia situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Politics aside, this is like, I think it's actually kind of interesting. Like, I had the first, my first thought was like, this is cool. This feels new and this feels different. And I feel like I can imagine a world where like a fast food restaurant lets it's like local chain, like do whatever they want with the branding. It's just kind of a cool thought where it's like maybe all, uh, pizza huts or all Domino's or all subways don't have to look exactly the same. And like maybe giving them, a little bit of more freedom. Again, this is a totally tangent inspired idea here, but like, I thought it's kind of cool that it, like it's still McDonald's, but it's just a different expression. Of I don't McDonald's. think it is actually still McDonald's. Well, I guess this is not McDonald's, but like, they don't they don't own it anymore. I guess it's not McDonald's, but like this is a total like tangent. But I was like, wouldn't it be cool if a if a fast food restaurant, a famous one, was like cool? You could put a little bit of your own stank on it or you could do something a little bit original and like maybe you had to keep the logo the same or you had to like keep something consistent but then maybe you could change the colors or you could change the way it was drawn or you could pick from like a hundred different logos or something i'm just or make it more localized based on like where it was and so like pearl fisher would never no but i'm just thinking about like maybe a local i'm I'm thinking about like mcdonald's in miami like maybe the colors were like pink and blue or something like to be more like to let the reins a little bit up on like strict guidelines yeah. for local restaurants. It's a cool thought. Yeah, it is a cool thought. I think they sh- that would be insanely cool, and uh, it makes sense why they don't do that because people like yourself they see McDonald's. <laughs> they see they you know, but people I just people that, directing the brand got a pretty tight grasp on that shit. I agree, but I think it would be fun, and I think it would be interesting if one fast food had the courage to sort of let go a little bit on the sort of reins of like consistency and just was like, let local owners have a little bit more fun with the, the sort of um, the local chains. Yeah. They should let go a little bit. I don't know. It's just a thought. And like, maybe that as, as it's like, again, I think the brand would still be recognizable or you'd still have to make, make sure that it felt recognizable, but just like, maybe there's a way to break to, to loosen up the reins a little bit yeah. and to still have something that feels still feels like McDonald's, but you go to it and you're like, Whoa, this is a McDonald's you could only go to in this one area of Miami. Or this. Yeah. And let's be honest, like yeah. these brands are all like strong enough to be able to do that. And they've got the assets and the toolkits to Th- like, that's what I'm saying. Give the people, 
give the designers whoever's doing this they they they're able to have the tools and assets to play around and probably yeah. make it their own. Yeah, it would have to be a brand that like had huge recognition and like could be identified with just a yeah. single like logo or something. Every single fast food restaurant. Totally. I mean, I think McDonald's, I think Taco Bell, I think Wendy's, I think, you know, Burger King, like I think these, you know, Pizza Hut, Domino's, like I think those type of brands where it's like if you saw Domino's and it was like a little bit different than the traditional Domino's, it might make you say, whoa, what's that about? Like, or maybe be considerate. Just the thought, it's just something that I thought of while I was looking at this was like, crazy, what if every McDonald's didn't look exactly the same? And yeah. and, and and maybe it had more, because they do localized food, they do localized product, they do localized, sometimes they do different types of like interiors, but like, they don't, they, the branding stays pretty consistent. But um, cool, moving on. Um, new uh, launch from uh, Coca-Cola and Jack Daniels. They've teamed up together in a move that feels very unlike Coke. Coke has historically not ever sold alcoholic beverages. And they started to change that very, very recently. Was the first one Topo Chico? It was, yeah. Topo Chico, I think what happened was Coke historically has only sold, sold beverages, non-alcoholic beverages to be specific, while Pepsi has chips and snacks and all sorts of things. Uh, Coke has been pretty consistent with just doing beverages. And when the um, seltzer craze hit the market, they couldn't stop themselves from... Yeah. Because it just... The seltzer craze was just so massive and so so available for them to get into mm-hmm. as a beverage company. And so Topo Chico, the alcoholic one, I remember, was the first one that kind of broke it down the door. And to be honest, it's kind of interesting because people have been making uh, Coke, uh, Jack and Cokes for years. And so it's about time that Coke and Jack Daniels team up. And so this is what they've done. There's a, um, a, a Jack and Coke can. Mm-hmm. Very simple. There's so much ready to drink alcohol in the market right now. And so um, take the two biggest players <laughs> in the world when it comes to whiskey and, and Coke and uh, or in cola and put them together. And so it's uh, ready to drink. Uh, it's going to launch in Mexico first. Um, so it's going to yeah, happen later down. this year. And um, I just think it's a no brainer. And I think the packaging uh, is very nice. I think I give it a, a, a lukewarm seven and a half. Out of ten, out of ten, Kevin. That's yeah. Amazing. I think it's a it's a great idea. It's a long time coming. Um, I don't know how this hasn't been Made here before. Yeah, I don't know how it took took a long ass time. Yeah. Um, yep. it's a good idea. Yeah, no. Can I mean, you imagine drinking like six of these or whatever? Like, you'd no, be, you'd be just crazy hungover. No, I mean honestly, I think uh, I I don't think I could drink more than I don't one of them. And well, it's like if you're making a Jack and Coke. They say the ABV is 5% on these. And if you're making a Jack and Coke... That feels low, right? That feels extremely low. Yeah. You're not making a 5%. Uh, it's not It's not going to be a 5% Got Jack it. and Coke. So this isn't a real Jack and Coke in a can. It's like... A, it'll be like a beer. Like, I don't... I think there's probably limitations on what you can put in a can. Like, yeah. there's probably like a, mm-hmm. an ABV that they cap out at. And I think it does say that it'll be regional or specific to locations where they launch yeah. how high they can go. Yeah. But... It may be mostly Coca-Cola with like yeah. a shot of, of, of whiskey maybe. I would guess like, not even a shot though. Like I don't know. We need to know more about this. But I have a quote from a CEO. You ready, oh, Kevin? Quote, it. 
This relationship brings together two classic American icons to deliver consumers a taste experience they love in a way that is consistent, convenient, and portable, said Lawson Whiting, CEO and president of Brown Foreman Corporation, the largest American-owned spirit and wine company in a press release. Quote, Brown Foreman has been a leader in the ready-to-drink category since we launched our first Jack Daniels ready-to-drink more than 30 years ago. Coca-Cola perfectly complements Jack Daniels and our existing RDT offerings, enabling us to accelerate expansion, continue to grow our business around the world. Yeah. I mean, sure. Let's go. Let's sell more Coke and Jack Daniels together. Yeah. I think also uh, this is brought up in the Dialing article. Shout out Chloe. Um, Nice. She said that it was big of Coca-Cola to put Jack first. Because I, of mm, the whole Jack and Coke and mm-hmm. the whole just, you know, the the nomenclature and what people call it. Um, if they were to do Coke first and call it Coke and Jack, it, you know, she said people would be up in a, people would be having a frenzy. I will say it was the first thing I thought of when I saw the can. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is, um, this is a Jack Daniels product mm-hmm. that is licensing Coca-Cola and not the other way. I think you're probably one of the few people on earth who would ever think about that. I think this is a, (laughs) this is not a Coke product. This is a Jack Daniels product that has Coke in it. And I think obviously there's a, um, to use the brand, to use the the logo and all that. Like it is, this does not feel like it comes from the Coca-Cola design team. This is the Coca-Cola design thing. Of course they approve it. They are, they're involved, but it, this, this feels like a collaboration. But what, what else are you going to do? No, I mean, I get it. Like, I think you're gonna, you can't go against convention. No, I, I agree with you. It's Jack and Coke and the logo is, is still quite big on the front and it's, but it is, I will say it feels more Jack than it does feel Coke. And I think that's, I think it's okay. I mean, listen, like, I think I think it's a nice looking package. As I said, seven and a half out of ten. I think it's cool. I think they maybe could have done something a little bit more funky with the sort of Jack Daniels branding and maybe kind of brought Coke together in a cool way or something. I I think this is I I think this is interesting, but it does feel like it is. Um, yeah, it 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 doesn't feel like a fifty fifty split to me. As someone that kind of, and I'm sure this was a conversation. I'm sure there was a million designs. I'm sure this was like very, very overthought, but it's interesting. They should do it by product volume. So they should do like, mm. you know, Coke should be much, much bigger because there's mostly Coke in it. And yeah. Then Jack Daniels should be pretty small because there's not very much Jack Daniels in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, it's a good thought. It's only 5% ABV, you know, probably. Yeah. I think this is probably I don't mostly. Know the math, eh, um, mostly Coke. Yeah. It's mostly Coke, but it's. Again, this feels like a product that should have been launched like 20 years ago, but sure. I mean, Jack and Coke is some is, is a staple of 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 it's alcohol. An, it's an all-time drink, but I Kevin, will say, do you like it? What's your th- what's your personal opinion on Jack and Coke? I I like a I like a Jack and Coke. When was the last time you had a Jack and Coke? I couldn't tell you, but yeah. um it's probably been a while, but yeah, I enjoy them. I usually avoid them cuz I I don't really like the caffeine at night. But I will say I mean, I would never, I would never buy this. If I was in a Jack and Coke mood, I would just go buy a bottle of Jack. Like, there's really no reason for me to to fuck with a five percent uh, Jack and Coke. Like, yeah. that's just that's just silly. I'm not gonna call this baby shit, but I'll say this is like <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yo, Jack and Cokes are for babies. <laughs> they're no, they're for like they're for eighteen year olds. They're for they're like teenage shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I will say, I drank Jack and Cokes. When I was uh, a freshman in college, yeah, right? like yeah. Th- it was one of my 
go-to drinks yeah, at it's a bar. A, it's a slam dunk combination. It's a great combo. And obviously, as you get older, you start drinking like whiskey on the rocks or you're starting to drink, yeah. you know, sort of more, uh, you know, advanced You drinks. can't be drinking all that sugar because you're going to be fucked up in the morning. You, you know, Negronis, old, or not Negroni, Old Fashions and Manhattans yeah. and you start to move on. But like, I think there's a moment in time in every in every uh, youngster's life where they are, uh, you know, Jack and Coke is the is the uh, is the drink that they. The, it's a it's a it's the beginner. It's an entryway yeah. cocktail, and yeah. a pretty good one at that. I That's think, true. You know, as far as like, I'm 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 more of a Jack and Coke guy than a vodka soda guy. But I, I just personally, if you had two drinks and I could just be like, which would you prefer? Just on a on a on any like on any occasion in any scenario. Personally, I think a Jack and Coke would be more huh. delicious than a gin and tonic. Just because the Coke, I will say, or a vodka soda. I will say, give me a vodka soda, heavy lime on a hot summer day, and I'm I'm fucking set. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's a that's that's a that's a more. It's got to be heavy lime though. Yeah, and again, that's a more adult beverage. That's something that like you can be seen with and not be embarrassed by. If if you're a grown man and you go to a bar with friends and you're like, I'll take a Jack and Coke. Everyone's gonna look at you. One like, one Jack and Coke is acceptable. <laughs> really? When you when you start getting up, when you start getting two Jack and Cokes, three Jack and Cokes, it's like, what is this person's deal? Like, what, they got a fucking problem. What is the age limit on a Jack and Coke? I don't think there is an age limit on oof, Jack and Coke. Oof. I think there is a I think there's a number limit. I think you mm, can have one. I'm gonna put the age limit right now at twenty seven. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I think You love you love dictating <laughs> Yeah, no, twenty. I mean, it's it's great for numbers. I will, I will say that um, we have recently learned that every time we make a, a bit about things being for babies, it, it kind of does some good numbers. Well, so. people people like to, these these. This is just us. They like to argue. Um, okay, how about this? I think the maximum age to drink a Jack and Coke is twenty nine years old. Once you turn thirty years old, you can no longer have a Jack and Coke. All right, I'm not thirty yet, so I, I guess I'll have to say sure. I think you should start weaning down as you as you let, enter your late twenties. I think once you once you turn thirty, what about 30th Jack birthday? and Diet Coke? No, 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 no. I don't I don't know if I agree no, with that. No, I don't know if I agree with that. No, no. You gotta you gotta elevate above Jack and Coke. I got some friends who are gonna be mad at you. How old are they? My age. How old are you? 27. Yeah, you're on the last couple of years, Cap. I just want to let you know. I personally do not fuck with Jack and Coke. I don't think I don't, you did. I don't like that sugar. I don't want that sugar. I just think that like there's an age limit, and I think the age limit is 29. All right. Jack and Coke? Yep. Babies. I Mi- didn't say minions? babies. I minions? said, I said teenager, <laughs> babies. Yeah. Jack and Coke for babies, minions for soda babies. for yeah. babies. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen, <laughs> it's... It, I don't want to keep coming back to the baby bit, but like, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think Jack and, I, I don't think Jack and Coke's for babies, right? I'm just saying it's for, it's for prepubescent uh, teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I love the baby bit. I will so. say, I do, I do not encourage underage drinking. I do not encourage, um, but you know what? This is stuff you steal from your mom's cabinet and yeah. like you mix with Coca Cola. It's, it's not a adult. Uh, a, a, a gentleman's drink, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, listen, if Jack Daniels on the rocks. Terrible. I mean, why would you ever get Jack Daniels on the rocks? You just get like something better. But I'm just saying like at a certain point, you have to get rid of the soda. Yeah. Because that is, you know, again, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like ordering a pina colada. <laughs> and if you're not on vacation, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. on the beach, pina colada is an amazing drink. Yeah. You can order it on a hot summer day. One, 
in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. or you're in a beach on you know in, on on with sandals on, sand in the toes, like with a book and a beach chair, pina colada. That's green light. Oh yeah, go. we were uh, we were at a bar in Miami Beach, mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend and I, and yes. this is like a very very much a dive bar. Anthony Bourdain recommended. Ooh. It's called Club Mac Deuce. Great place if you're in Miami Beach, but very much a dive bar. And we okay. go in there, and the bartender's like, "Oh, what do you guys want?" I, I knew I wanted like a PBR because that's what you order in the dive bar. But I was yeah. like, "Oh, Arden, what do you want?" Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, can I get a mojito?" And the bartender was like, <laughs> "Like, just laughed at her." <laughs> yeah, you laughed at her. It was it was hilarious. And uh, oh, Arden, I, 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 I kind of you know I I, I don't, I don't want to say I set her up for it. But Oof. I, I saw it. And, yeah, uh, it was it was kind of funny. I think a mojito is an acceptable drink uh, at a certain time and place. I think you, you Miami. Need to, you need to see. You need to. See I think the bar. probably in the wrong in the wrong. It was wrong, it was a it was a dive bar in the wrong location yeah. in in the wrong place. Um, but it, it was quite funny. Yeah, I think again, it's it's all you got to know where your surroundings are. You need to know your you know your your age. You need to know you need to to, to account for a couple things and then time and a place. Time and a place for everything. Kevin, speaking of time and a place for the show, uh, Wednesdays every week. Is that it? That's the show. We 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 did it. We, you were speaking in like one and a half. Yeah, you might uh, have speed. to take this episode and, and slow it down a little <laughs> yeah, bit geez. because I've been flying all day. I was going to say something, but then I was like, oh, we're already like 20 minutes in. What? About how fast I was moving? Yeah, you were moving pretty fast. I mean, I just had to kind of, uh, I, I got places to go. I got people to see. I got things to do. Jeez. And also, um, I drank a cold brew and that's what happens. It's cold brew season in New York. It's hot as it shit. It is cold out. brew season. So I can't drink hot coffee anymore. I got to no. go to cold brew. And I will say, when I drink cold brew, turbo. It's yeah. got more caffeine in it. It's yeah. long, longer brew time. I'm fucking on a bean you know i just i yeah. it's a different level and to be honest not always a good thing it's no it's sometimes i would say it's, yeah it's i don't know it's it's not uh it's it's not always great it doesn't mix 100 percent well with anxiety um but uh sometimes you just gotta strap on and <laughs> go for the ride God. uh yeah great that's a that's good words of advice. Yeah, I mean, got to got to lean in. Got to lean in <laughs> when you got a lot of shit to do and you don't have a lot of time cobra that's that's the final ad of the podcast. Thanks guys for listening. Uh, please tell your friends about our show. Honestly, we've been uh, we've been seeing some spreading of uh, of, of countries and regions, but uh, it's never a, a bad time to tell your loved ones about Front and Center. That's yeah, what I say. Sure, um, get them the gift of, of the podcast for this Father's Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if get for Father's Day, just write a card that says just, you should check yeah. out this podcast, Front and Center. Yeah, every Wednesday, free every Wednesdays, free episodes. Yeah, it's free ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. It's the best Father's Day, you and you can give. it's the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, um, fantastic. Thank you. Um, is this our post Father's Day show? No, this is pre Father's Day. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so y'all, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, great. Peace. Yellow Nikes, yeah, I like a mini naughty.